Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life, so don't waste them. Session 3, Physical Well-Being. Today we'll be talking about how our physical well-being is more than just our physical appearance, how our physical well-being is right now, ways to increase our physical well-being through activity, healthy eating and sleeping, and the next steps on our journey to increased well-being. We often look at ourselves and others and evaluate our wellness based on appearance and or obvious symptoms. We may evaluate how we are doing this by things such as our weight, our muscle tone, skin, aches and pains, fatigue. When we think how many different systems contribute to our overall well-being, we realize that our physical bodies are complex and are made up of many systems. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. If one system is not operating optimally, it will impact the well-being of the whole. We all have an idea of what ideal health is. Many of us take our health for granted until something goes wrong to remind us that the picture of health is compromised. Although health may seem objective, it will vary from person to person. Ask yourself some of these questions as a way to inventory your current picture of health. I sleep on average seven to eight hours a night. Is this often, sometimes, rarely, or never? I tend to eat my meals at the same time each day. Is this often, sometimes, rarely, or never? I exercise at least three times a week. My health status is considered excellent with no pre-existing conditions. I have a solid group of friends with whom I socialize regularly. Again, is this often, sometimes, rarely, or never? It's rare that there is no room for improvement in our healthy habits. Even if you had a high score indicating excellent health habits, what area or areas might you improve to increase your well-being? In doing the previous exercise, you may have become aware about a particular aspect of your overall well-being that may not be optimal. Let's take a look at how our daily wellness impacts our life over the long term in terms of health over the span of our lives versus just the span of our lives. The rise and fall of our health and vigor is depicted in this sketch. As humans, we begin to decline in performance and vitality starting as early as our 30s. You can see if we add prevention to our lifestyle, we can extend our lifespan and health span. Adding in supportive interventions, this researcher thinks it is very feasible to live to the age of 100 with a high quality of life. You can see that the interventions include all the aspects of well-being that we talked about in session one, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Remember these statistics from our first session? How do you think the average American's lifestyle is affecting their health spans? Factors associated with the self-healing process include the basic common health behaviors associated with longevity, regular physical exercise, proper nutrition, adequate sleep, 
the avoidance of cigarettes and drugs and other toxic chemicals, and a supportive community of friends and family. This is really good news and empowering. Our physical bodies are amazingly capable of self-healing if given the resources to do so, and this happens at any age. Many of you may be familiar with these two well-known physicians, Dr. Weil and Dr. Mancini, who have moved beyond mainstream pharmaceutical-based medicine to a more integrative way of practice. There is certainly a place for medications and surgeries, but these and other doctors realize that the body has a wonderful, innate capacity to heal itself when given the right conditions. This reinforces that we do have a good deal of control regarding our health spans, as well as our energy and vitality to live life fully charged. Can healthy habits really make a difference? Consider these headlines from top researchers. A healthy lifestyle may prevent heart disease in nearly three out of four women. The six healthy habits were defined as not smoking, a normal BMI, physical physical activity of at least two and a half hours per week, watching seven or fewer hours of television a week, consumption of a maximum of one alcoholic drink per day on average, and a diet in the top 40% of a measure of diet quality based on the Harvard School of Public Health healthy eating plate. Researchers found that women who adhere to all six healthy lifestyle practices had a 92% lower risk of heart attack and a 66% lower risk of developing a risk factor for heart disease. Healthy habits may reduce your colon cancer risk. The study authors examined how five lifestyle factors affected colon cancer risk. Healthy weight, low amounts of belly fat, regular physical activity, not smoking and limiting alcohol consumption, and a well-balanced diet. This diet was high in fruits, vegetables, fish, yogurt, nuts and seeds, and foods rich in fiber and low in red and processed meat. The more of these factors people had, the lower their risk for colon cancer. Seven heart-healthy habits linked to cancer prevention. If you want to avoid cancer, a new study suggests your heart is a prime place to start. Research finds that people who follow the American Heart Association's Life's Simple 7 Steps to Lower Their Risk for Heart Disease get an added bonus of protection against cancer. And lastly, the Mediterranean diet. This study, published in the British Journal of Cancer, suggests that a combination of foods rich in antioxidants, fibers, phytochemicals, and unsaturated fatty acids could have a favorable effect against the most common cancer of the female reproductive organs in the U.S. Our research shows the impact of a healthy, balanced diet and what it could have on a woman's risk of developing womb cancer. This adds more weight to our understanding of how everyday choices, like what we eat and how active we are, affect our risk of cancer. The researchers assessed how closely the women adhered to the Mediterranean diet by splitting the diet into nine different components of measuring how many of these women regularly consumed a high intake of veggies, fruits and nuts, a high intake of cereals and potatoes, high intake of fish, high intake of monounsaturated fats compared to saturated fats, moderate intake of alcohol, 
low intake of meat, and low intake of dairy products. They found that the women who followed the Mediterranean diet most closely, regularly consuming between 7 and 9 of these components, reduced their risk of endometrial cancer by 57%. So going back to the idea of creating healthy habits and boundaries in those areas recommended for a long, healthy life, let's look at the recommendation for regular physical activity. There are so many benefits for increasing our physical activity. Decreases in blood pressure, body fat, bad cholesterol, and resting heart rate. Increases quality of sleep, immune system function, and bone density. Have any of you had success incorporating any of these habits into your routines, such as a simple walking routine, soliciting a buddy to join you, exercising first thing in the morning, walking a pet, if you're interested in increasing your physical activity and overall well-being, which of these might help you create a habit? Let's look at the recommendation to eat healthy foods. Very similar to the list for increased physical activity, right? Here are some benefits of healthy eating. Decreases in heart disease and stroke, decreases in inflammation, decreasing cancer and diabetes risk, and increases in immune system function and bone density. So if I were to ask you to describe healthy eating, what would you say? Maybe portion control, eating a diet high in fruits and veggies, eating lean proteins like lean meats or fish, nuts, dairy, eggs, tofu, whole grain carbohydrates, healthy fats such as olive oil, canola oil, or avocado oil little to no processed foods, or little to no added sugar. Healthy habits for healthy eating. Maybe consider eating one to two vegetables at each meal. Eat a piece of fruit with breakfast or as a snack. Try meatless Mondays. Drink a daily smoothie made with vegetables and fruit. Try packing your lunch. Make half your plate vegetables. Eat beans two to three times a week. Have nuts readily available as a snack. Have a favorite water bottle with you at all times. Eat fish two to three times a week. And avoid eating after dinner. How many of these might you already be doing? What other healthy eating habits do you do? Are there any habits listed here or that were mentioned that you feel ready to try? If so, jot a note to refer back to later. Let's look at some motivators for making good quality sleep a priority. Good sleep is known to be integral to healthy immune function. And according to an eye-opening new study, poor sleep may dramatically boost your risk for catching a cold. For this study, investigators carefully monitored the sleep patterns of 164 healthy adults ages 18 to 55 for one week. For the second week, all study subjects were quarantined in a hotel room for five days, during which they were exposed to a cold virus through nasal drops. Relative to study subjects getting more than seven hours of sleep each night, those sleeping six hours a night were 4.2 times more likely to catch a cold, while those grabbing less than five hours a night were 4.5 times more likely to catch a cold. This study was published in the September 2015 issue of Sleep.
Healthy habits for good sleep. Try keeping a regular sleep cycle. Go to bed around the same time every night and wake up around the same time every morning. Try to eliminate TV and other backlit devices. Try reading to induce a sense of drowsiness. The light from a TV reduces melatonin production. Stop using your cell phone. One study suggests that the microwaves radiating from your cell phone use decreases the production of melatonin, the sleep hormone necessary for good quality sleep. Don't eat or drink alcohol within two hours of going to bed. The process of digestion can negatively impact sleep, and alcohol can disrupt the quality of sleep. If you can, find a relaxing routine. Some ideas include yoga poses, reading, or stretching. Lastly, set up an environment for success comfortable temperatures, supportive mattress, good pillows, low lighting, no pets in bed, and maybe earplugs. Are there any suggestions here or others discussed that you may be interested in doing? If so, jot a note for future reference. We've talked about habits along the way that may support your well being. Let's try to do this more in depth action plan. Based on information presented throughout this session, what might be the next step in your journey toward well being? If you jotted down notes along the way as to possible habits to adopt, refer back to them. Physical well being involves being mindful of all aspects of your physical health, from the vitality of your skin to the integrity of your immune system and everything in between. Today, we talked about our physical well being and looked at three areas. Physical activity, healthy eating, and good sleep. We discussed how these three areas could have a large impact on all of our physical systems, as well as on improving our health span. Try out the new physical well being goal you set. If you find it isn't working as you hoped, make whatever adjustments you may need to make. Make it smaller, attach it to another habit that you do every day, pick a different, more feasible one based on what you learned that didn't work so well. Here are some additional resources to assist you. Thank you for joining us for Session 3, Physical Well-Being, in the Your Best Self, A Guide to Achieving a Balanced Well-Being series. Do you like listening to this type of self-development talks? Check the link in the description below to find some life-changing books in audiobook format. The audiobooks are completely free so grab the chance now.